Block Talk Radio. Circumstances can't stop me And neither will they block me Today I feel unmovable Nothing's impossible To walk on water To calm the sea To speak to mountains I can be free just Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you're having a wonderful, wonderful morning so far. And thank you for joining me. This is Dawn Marie of the Process 319 Unleashed. And guess what? As I always say, it is a do-over. I should call it do-over Thursday. But really, it's do-over every day. Because we get the opportunity every day that we get to wake up, every minute that we have a new part of our day, we get to do it over again. The Bible is so, so true that in 1 John 1 and 9, that God said that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I am so excited. You should be excited that if you made a mistake yesterday, five minutes ago, that because of the blood of Jesus, we can do it over all over again. Well, as you know, we always open with a word of prayer because we want God to be able to uh, come in and use me according to the way he sees fit. We want him to encourage you by what you need. We want you to get a rhema word today from the Lord. We want you to be encouraged. And if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, hopefully something that will be said on this broadcast today will encourage your heart to seek the face of the Father. You know, this is not about religion. It's not about denomination. It's about you coming into an intimate, personal, one-on-one, face-to-face, I love you, sappy relationship with Jesus Christ, with God through Christ. So that's what we're encouraging for each and every one of you today. But let us open in a word of prayer. Let us pray for you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you that you allowed me to wake up and see another day. First off, I don't use this as vain imagination. I don't just say these words as pretty words in prayer. I say, thank you, God. We wake up with a grateful heart, a thanksgiving heart that says, thank you, God, for allowing me 
to see another day. Thank you, God, that I get another chance to do it all over again. Because, you know, without you, God, I can do nothing. Without you, God, I am nothing. But with you, God, I am all things. So I thank you that your son died on the cross so that I can stand boldly before the throne of grace, so that I can get my petitions answered, so that I can be all that you've called me to be before the foundations of the earth. Father God, there are people right now who are going through something, coming out of something, or they're praising God for what you've already done. Father God, I rejoice with each and every one of them. Your word is very clear that even if we go through trials and tribulations and struggles, it is our perspective on what we go through that we can have joy. The book of James tells us that we can have joy through our suffering, that we can have joy through our trials. And when we do, then we are sharing with the uh, the intimacy of what Christ did for us on the cross. So again, we can praise you. Again, we can thank you. Again, we can give you all the glory and the honor because it's all about our perspective. It's all about us keeping our eyes stayed on Jesus because Jesus keeps us in perfect peace. When we magnify God, the problem looks very small. When we give you the glory, God, the problem is so minute. So we honor you today. If you, again, don't know Christ as your personal Savior, I pray for you right now that Jesus died for you. He shed his blood for you. The blood of Jesus, the blood is at the cross that gives you that the power and the authority to come before Christ and say, hey, I am a sinner. I am no longer want to live the way that I am. And I turn from my wicked ways and I choose to follow Christ. I thank you that, that God did that for you. Even for the least of these, he did it for you. So Father, I pray that those who are at work on their way to work have financial issues, kids, are crazy. Husband or wife is not where they should be. I just pray right now, God, that the spirit of God, the spirit of the Lord will begin to move across this, uh, the, these airways, across the internet connection. I pray, God, that anything that's not like you that's coming in their life will begin to cease and desist right now. We pray, God, that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We come before you right Right now, God, asking that any any tactic, any scheme of the enemy right now will be exposed. I bind up depression, oppression. I bind up discouragement. I thank you right now, God, that you are doing and having your way in the lives of these, your people, of everyone that is under the sound of my voice. So, Father God, if I forgot anything, please charge it to my head and not to my heart. And I lift you up, God, and I thank you for every single person on the line today. So, I give you glory and honor. Amen. Well, I I want to thank each and every one of you for joining me this morning. You know, we have to remember to always be grateful. Always be grateful. You know, I, I, I titled this message, What is Your Perspective on Life, on the Life That You Live? Because, you know, we can see ourselves as, you know, oh, we're just sinners saved by grace. Or we can see ourselves as victorious. We can see ourselves as victims, or we can see ourselves victorious. Once we 
uh, accept Christ as our personal Savior, we are on the other side. We are victorious. We are winners. We are champions. And it's not that we don't sin. It's not. It's just that we don't live there. We don't live in the in the world of sin. We seek every day to wake up and live a holy and righteous life. Yes, I said holy. I don't care what's going on in the world today. God still requires us to live holy. The world. And I say this to also say and to encourage you not to beat anybody down, but we should always, as people of God, be very reflective on our life to the very mo- to the most minute of things. God, is this what you would have me to wear today? Is this how I should do my hair today? Because God knows all things. And if any of you know, if you've ever prayed about something and it was really, you know, something very small, and God answered it for you. Well, guess what? If God would do that for you in that small thing, why will we not answer him? So I really wanted to put this message today um, that really, again, reminds us of who we are. You know, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, is we're, we're going to go there in a few moments. So if you have your Bibles, grab it. If not, you know, just write it down and you can read it later. And I will be reading it from the Amplified Version. But it's important to know who we are in God. And it's important that we line our mouth up to who we are in God. I understand that there are going to be days where we're going to have frailty. But my life was changed when I realized that me and my flesh may doubt. But that does not mean that I doubt God. What it means is I take my doubt and I lay it at the feet of Jesus. And I believe God. And I don't allow my feelings and my frailties to dictate my faith. I speak out of my mouth what I desire to see happen. I speak out of my mouth what I know and believe that God can do and will do for me because of where I'm seated. It's important that we understand our purpose and our process, even in the simplest format. My purpose is to give God glory. And we forget that in the earth. We're so busy trying to find our purpose in a title or find our purpose in a business. Our first purpose is to give God glory. That's number one. And so therefore, after that, we're going to give God glory in all things that we do. And we don't want to operate out of out of disobedience. Um, if God said it, he'll do it. But we get so caught up in this world, we get so caught up in our bills, we get so caught up in the kids, we get so caught up in what our husband or our wife is or isn't doing and what position in Christ. What is your perspective of your life? Do you feel like you're a nickel with the dog meat or do you see yourself as the king or queen that God created you to be? Do you see yourself seated in heavenly places? Are you operating in your kingdom authority? How are you moving? How are you doing things in Christ? Are we speaking faith? The faith thing is not an idea. It's an action. It's what we do. It's what we live by. It's, it's our worship. It's our lifestyle. So if you have your Bibles with me, ladies and gentlemen, let's go on over to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Reading from the Amplified Version. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and start with the with the first verse so that we can kind of get some uh, uh, context here um, and where we are and where we want to see ourselves in God. And then we're going to talk about getting to really some speaking our faith and really what our words will do to us um, in our position in Christ. And you, 
he made alive when you were dead, slain by your trespasses and sins, in which at one time you walked habitually. See, that's what I like about that. Let's stop there. I mean, how can I ignore that? In which one time you walked habitually, which right there tells us that we're no longer habitually walking in sin. Every day that we wake up, every minute, every second, I mean, if you really are intimate with Christ, and I'm not trying to judge anybody's walk, but when you get to that place where you're intimate with Christ, um, you're quickened immediately. You're driving down the street and somebody cut you off and you go, oh, and then, you know, God is like, excuse me, you know what, walk in love. And we're like, okay, God, I forgot about that. I have to walk in love. But we don't walk in that habitual place. You are following the course and fashion of this world. We're under the sway of the tendency of this present age, following the prince of the power of the air. You were obedient to and under the control of the demon spirit, certainly works in the sons of disobedience, the careless, the rebellious, and the unbelieving who go against the purposes of God. I mean, that right there will preach by itself. Among these, we as well as you once lived and conducted ourselves in the passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by our corrupt and sensual nature, impulses of the flesh and the thoughts of our of the mind, our cravings dictated by our senses and our dark imaginings. We were then by nature children of God's wrath and heirs of his indignation like the rest of mankind. Oh, but it gets better, guys. Check this out. Verse 4. But God, hallelujah, so rich in is he in his mercy because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful intense love with which he loved us, even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses. He made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him for. It is by grace, his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve, that you are saved, delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation. And here we go, verse six. And he raised us up together with him and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with him in heavenly spheres by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. He did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor, and his kindness and goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus. For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that we are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is a gift of God. That right there is amazingly powerful to me. That lets us know that our, our place is different. We walk in a place of authority. We walk in a place of power. We are now the DNA carriers of God in the because we know that our perspective on all that we do should now shift. 
our perspective on our life begins to shift. So now when we go through trials, tribulations, struggles, and I don't, I'm not saying that we don't go through those things because we all know that if we're living in this life, we're going to go through something because it, it's going to be like sandpaper to to change us, to to grow us in uh, uh, greater in grace and the, the knowledge of Christ and becoming more intimate. But our perspective on that situation changes when we understand who we are in Christ. And when our perspective changes because of who we are in Christ, now our vocabulary should change because now I am a believer in Christ. Now I believe the word. Now the word is is the governing, is the fuel for what I do in my life. So then as we're now praying, as we're now seeking the word, then we understand that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We understand that we have all authority in God. We understand that it's not us that live, but Christ that lives in us. Therefore, we're going to do what Christ did, think the way Christ thought. We are going to do and have the mind of Christ. So what does that mean? So now as we're going through our day-to-day, we're not going to gossip. And we're not going to talk too much. We're going to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We're not just going to ramble in our words just because uh, our our flesh dictates that we don't want to not be quiet because it may be awkward or we want approval from other people or we want to make excuses. We need to let our yay be yay and our nay be nay. We're going to look at uh, uh, Proverbs um, 10 and 19. It says, when there are many words, Transgression is unavoidable, but he who restrains his lips is wise. You see, so when we gain God's perspective on our life, we're not going to need to put a lot of uh, words to our situations. We're not going to need to just talk for no apparent reason. And I'm a talker. And for any of you out there that know that you've been called to ministry, you, you know we can talk and we can break it down in a minute. But sometimes we need to use wisdom. And many of us are not gossips because we are all mature uh, people uh, in, 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 in God. But as we go and we begin to look at uh, Psalms 102, verse 8, my enemies have reproached me all day long. Those who derided me have used my name as a curse. We understand that those things may happen to us, and because we know we can counteract that, we can balance that out with the word. He says in Psalms, in Psalms 39, 1, I said, I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue, guard my mouth as with a muzzle while the wicked are in my presence. You know, sometimes we always want to speak, but when we understand our perspective, when we understand the perspective of our life, when we understand what God is doing in us, when we understand where God is taking us, we are not, we are going to use such wisdom and authority with the words that we begin to speak. He says in Psalms 119.46, I will also speak of your testimonies before kings and shall not be ashamed. You know, we're going to be willing to give God glory. We're going to walk around with a grateful heart. You cannot give a testimony if your heart is not grateful because you're going to be somewhere complaining. And I've been there recently. My heart's been sick. 
it's been troubled. I've been making some transitions in my life to do, to have, to go in different places. And because I'm, you know, uncomfortable and not really crazy about the way things are going, I've allowed my mouth to take over because I'm very vocal in my uh, feelings or vocal in what I want to see happen. But God is dealing with me again and saying, "Uh uh-uh, baby girl, your gift is in your mouth and I need you to watch what you say because you're going to kill some things. You're going to kill my vision. You're going to kill my purpose that I have set up inside of you. And that's not what God has called me or anybody to do. So when we understand our perspective on the life that we live, it should really change the words that come out of our mouth. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and he that eats the fruits of it has whatsoever he says. And sometimes we get so because what the world does, they take the positive, all they do is take the word of God, make it secular, and get positive about it. But the reason that Christians don't always do it is because, you know, we're too busy being in our flesh. But the word of God works. God watches over his word to, per- to perform his word. So we have to always begin to speak out what he's saying. Uh, I think it's over in Hebrews chapter, I think it's 13 verse 2, um, where he says that the word, that God formed the world with his words. Well, guess what? We are now the temple of the most holy God. So we can do the same. In this season, when we know what's going on in the earth today, we have, this is the best time, this is the best season for us as believers in Christ to really begin to speak forth the word and begin to speak forth and let things begin uh, to be seen and to happen. All I keep hearing, and I don't know about you guys, but miracle signs and wonders, miracle signs signs, and wonders. When we have a perspective on our life, a godly perspective, understanding that we are seated with Christ at the right hand of the Father, when we understand our position, when we understand our authority, then we should wake up every day ready to take the kingdom of violence, the the kingdom of God, and we take it by by force in the spirit. We don't need to cower down. People need to see the power of God working in our life. They cannot see it. They will not see it if we do not have the right perspective. The perspective that we have determines what we have happen. I'll give you this analogy. When I was um, learning how to ride the motorcycle, uh, uh, the one thing that we were taught was um, keep your eyes where you want to go. Because if you don't keep your eyes where you want to go, you will go where your eyes take you, if that makes sense, you know. And I would take my eyes off, and I ended up dumping the bike. Okay, that wasn't really what I wanted to do, but that's what happened. And even now, when I'm driving, I keep my eyes on the road. How many times we see people texting, and they're driving slow, they can't see anything, and we know that they're swerving because they aren't looking. When we keep our perspective on who we are in God, when we keep our perspective on where we are in our current position in our life, 
then we're going to speak. We're going to go into the word of God and find out what do you want me to say? What's the words that I should be speaking? What are the seed words that I should be planting for my season right now? People don't understand that when you've sown 20 years of negativity, 20 years of I don't believe God and I don't know what's going to happen and I don't know and I don't know, then you're going to get another 20 years of those seeds. And it's going to take a, a moment, a season, and a time for those seeds to refertilize the ground. We are in the greatest time, the greatest season that we've ever been in. Since I've been, you know, a, 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 a saved, born-again believer um, of the saint of the Most High God, uh, this is a great time. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you're tired of the way your, your life looks, if you are, are, are frustrated, then you have to go back to the Word of God, get a new perspective on your life, a new perspective on your situation, a new perspective, and then begin to speak the Word of God according to what the Spirit is speaking to you and bring it into fruition. We spend eight hours a day or more working for somebody else's vision and then complain to God that we can't do our own or do what he's placed in our heart to do. Faith isn't waiting for it to happen and waiting for the stars to align. Faith is stepping out and doing what God said, when God said. Because when we don't do it, it's still disobedience. Lack, not moving is just as disobedient as anything else that we do. So I encourage you. I encourage you all to have the new perspective. Speak the word of God. Speak what you want to see happen. Operate in your authority. And if not sure, then let's spend that time in worship. Let's not spend that time. I was listening to something a few days ago, and um, they were saying that we don't have to go and beg God and plead God and get on the floor and crawl and all those, those other shenanigans. And I was saying to my husband, how do you spend time in the presence of God? After you've laid out your petition with God, if you do not know how to worship God, all of a sudden things shift. Because if we can't worship God with our mouth and get our perspective and get God's perspective, then what are we doing? We need to be like eagles. And what does an eagle do? An eagle sees high. He has an entirely different perspective. We know that the God is the God that sits high. He sits above all things. And we need to have his perspective. As, as we were, the, the song for my intro for this show tells us who we are in God. That we can grab a hold of the promise. That we can be all that God has called us to be. But we must make sure we have the right spirit, mind, perspective on our life so that we will speak out the word of God for our life so that now we can, I'm going to hit last week's message, so now that we can have uh, a move from milk of the word to the meat of the word. I don't care how long we have known the Lord or been in Christ, if our life is not transitioning to something greater, then why would anybody want what we have? So my question to you today What's your perspective on your life? Have you allowed yourself to become discouraged? I've, I have. I'm guilty. 
I mean, I needed some cheese to go with as much whining as I had been doing the last few weeks. But then I said, wait a minute. I know what God has called me to do. And I was talking to somebody and they reminded me again. Get around like people. Begin to speak the word of God over your life. Get with people that are going to draw out of you what God has put in you. Get God's perspective and God's perspective only. And begin to make a decision that you are going to believe what God is from heck or how not going to be moved by what you see. But you're going to be moved by the word of God and the promises that God has given us. Remember, nothing that you're going through is a, is a surprise to God. He is not sitting in the heavens, scratching his head, figuring out, oh, my God, what am I going to do? He knew, and it's up to us to speak and get in intimate with God to hear what he is saying about our situation, get his perspective so that we can speak his word over it. And we don't move. We sing this song by Donnie McClurkin all the time. When you've done all you can do, stand and stand. But then as soon as the winds blow, we're speaking some kind of garbage out of our mouth. I'm guilty. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, wrote the book and everything. But we're changing. We are moving forward to see miracles, signs, and wonders come heck or high water. And if you don't know Christ and you want this life today, I invite you to come to the cross. Ask Christ to uh, uh, save you. Turn from what you've been doing. Turn from your mindset and move on in God. I look forward to talking to you guys next week. I will. I love you with the love of the Lord. And again, seek the face of the Father.